You're listening to The Crossroad Podcast with Joey and Kylie Willis. Through redefining effective leadership, The Crossroad Podcast explores what it means to live a life of intention and purpose. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of effective leadership and vibrant living. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Crossroad Podcast. If you've hung with us this long, you've walked through the process of two-thirds of their here path. And what we want to do in this episode is focus on the last of those three elements, the path. So by way of review, their here path begins with vision. We've got to know where we're going. We've got to have a place where we're aiming, a place that's driving our motivation It's giving us a consistent sense of uh, what we want to accomplish, of our purpose. And then we've spent most of this season about how to lead, talking about how to accurately name your current reality, which we call your here. And when we do those two things, cast a vision, name our here, we create this structural tension, this observable gap between where we are and where we'd like to be the purpose that we have in mind, and the reality that we're living today. So what we want to talk about in this episode is how you can lessen that gap, how you can take steps that get you both closer to your there and perhaps more importantly, put you in alignment with your there. Because as we talked about before, your transcendent there, your ultimate vision is never something you can fully accomplish. It's not a finish line that you can get to. It's more about making sure that you're just on the right journey. So we're going to talk today about the path, and we're going to talk about goals primarily. Uh, So to start us off, Kylie, what are some reasons that people have a hard time accomplishing the goals that they set for themselves? I think one of the reasons that people don't accomplish the goals that they set for themselves is because they are doing it out of obligation instead of a true commitment to a vision that is a driving force in their life that utilizes their talents, gifts, skills, um, and uh, the character of the person they are in order to move towards something that is meaningful. Um, So number one, obligation instead of vision. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think Another way of saying that is that some people just don't believe in their goals. Mm. They don't actually trust that they're going to lead anywhere meaningful. So if I set a goal for myself, here's what I want to do, here's a deadline, I don't really trust that that matters that much. And so when something else comes along, there's no real thing that's tethering me to that goal. And so the things that I do invest my time and energy in, as Kylie is saying, feels more like the have-tos. Uh, the the uh, obligations rather than things that I really believe have a sense of purpose. And so I think you're right. I think that keeps us from achieving our goals because we don't really believe in them. What are some other examples you might have of why we don't accomplish goals? Another reason would be that individuals are not focused on a single there. Instead, they uh, have way too many things that are pulling them in different directions. And so... There is no focus on um, actually achieving or accomplishing something meaningful. They're just committing to a whole bunch of different things um, and moving along the path in a willy-nilly manner. 
I love the word willy nilly hyphenated word. Uh, yeah, I think that's another good one. We there are so many things that are communicating to us. If you just agree with me or if you just do what I want you to do, then you will be approved of and accepted. And I think we all are walking around trying to figure out really how to do the right thing, how to get people to like us, how to feel better about ourselves and about our lives. And there's just an overwhelming abundance of invitations that make the same promise, which is, I can do all those things for you. So we're watching ad campaigns. We have one friend that wants us to do one thing. We have one friend who wants us to do another. We have a one professor at our school that might encourage uh, us really sticking rigidly to the guidelines and another professor that really encourages us to uh, think outside of the box. And, and it all is, is confusing. And we end up just adopting the vision of the person who happens to be closest to us or loudest at the time. And it creates just this myriad of of uh, swirling and confusing things. We never feel like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing things well? How do I even honestly measure those sorts of things? Um, well, not even that, but I have a student that I talk to who has so many different interests um, and things that she wants to do that instead of like really concentrating her focus on doing something really, really well, instead of con concentrating her focus on a single vision, she is being pulled in all of these different directions and is saying yes to all of these things because they're all sort of interesting to her. And so um, it's not just that we're adopting other people's visions. It's that we're unsure of what our own vision is in our life. And so we just say yes to whatever comes up that sounds fun or interesting to us instead of really uh, being intentionally focused on um, allowing something to drive us towards um, a focused effort. And so all of this is what we're trying to say is they were too vague and we're overwhelmed by the vagueness. There's no accountability for ourselves. There's no boundaries that we have in place. There's no real commitment, no real clarity about what we're doing and why. And so we've talked throughout this season about trying to adopt a vision that brings that sense of clarity, that brings that sense of commitment that can be a consistent motivator for you and the people that you lead throughout the entire journey. And that's something that we need not just in our vision, but in our day-to-day -day practices, in the goals that we set, and the actions that we set out to achieve. So as we talk through moving down the path, um, I think it's really important to address why goals actually matter. Um, I, Joey said before, like some for some people, they feel overwhelmed or they feel uh, like you know, what they're doing is too vague. And and so if we're able to actually define why goals are important and why they matter, we're actually able to commit more easily to them because we understand the importance and the value of them. And we realize that they are stepping stones that are moving us towards something bigger that actually matters and is born out of our our true core values. Yeah, there's this great verse in the Bible that talks about being blown back and forth by the wind and the waves. 
And I think that is avoiding that is the reason that goals matter. Um, Goals are an exercise in delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the other reasons we don't do them or we give up on them is because we want to chase what feels good or what's going to feel good immediately. And again, there are a thousand things both within us and outside of us that promise that instant thing. And we start chasing each of those things in turn. Goals are a way for us to say, no, no, there's a lot of noise going on around. There's a lot of circumstances I can't control. There's a lot of suffering and difficulty. Uh, there's a lot of temptation and exciting uh, alternate possibilities. But I'm going to focus in on what I'm created to do, on my sense of vision and my sense of where I ultimately want to go. So a goal helps to anchor our practical day-to-day. It helps to connect us with our our vision. It helps us to be consistent in who we are and to avoid putting on those different masks in all of those different situations and to remind ourselves that the things that really matter in life take time to achieve. They require suffering. They require commitment. They require difficulty. And goals help us to, A, be anchored in those visions, but B, as Kylie said, also propel us forward towards those visions um, so that we're continuing to be active. Because I think there's a lot of times where we sit back and say, like, okay, I want the world to change or I want, you know, this sense of betterment for my life or for the culture around me. So I'm just going to sit here until that happens. And we become passive. Uh, we become people who are frozen, who are crippled by our inability to even if we have a vision that we really believe in, our inability to figure out what do, where do I start? What is step one? What, do, what is step one through 99? We want to be at 100 and we're just going to sit there with our arms folded until it just magically comes across and, and it happens. Goals are a practical way of putting our feet on the ground and saying this is a long journey. I'm going to take step one today and I'm going to do it as truly, as fully, as honestly as I possibly can. Yeah. So what Joey's saying is that goals actually provide a structure that propels us into action. Um, It gives us something to do today that will move us a step forward or a mile forward or even, um, well, can't think of another example of that, but (laughs) will help to move us a step forward or a mile forward on our journey. Um, And so we talk about um, creating a freedom V for yourself, which is just creating a structure that will demand behavior within your life. And when we when we set goals for ourselves, what we're doing is we're setting up structures that demand that we behave within the line of structure that we've created for ourselves. Um, it creates an accountability and boundaries for us to move within that propels us forward. Great. So we'll get into some very practical ways to improve your goal setting and some examples of how Kylie and I do this. Um, But one more thing we want to talk to before we get directly into that is the idea of our nesting theirs or uh, sort of concentric visions. Because as we've mentioned a couple of different times throughout this season, our vision is big and out there and can seem far away, especially considering 
Um, what, what can I do today? What can I do right now? And so what we have discovered is helpful is trying to bridge that gap with a, with a few different checkpoints along the way that make things a little more manageable and that show us how one tiny step today can blossom into a full participation in our transcendent vision. So when we talk about nesting theirs, there's basically four different kinds of theirs. There is a transcendent there, which is your ultimate vision. There are strategic theirs, which is your strategy, um, your categories for how you're going to achieve your transcendent there. And then third is milestones. These are big accomplishments along the way, big turning points, big projects that are completed, um, big seasons that come to an end. And lastly, bottom level are goals. What can you do today? What can you do this week? And so we think about nesting those four things together so that when we're setting a vision, we start with the ultimate purpose. Why are we doing this? That's the transcendent there. Then we start with the strategy. What are some categories of ways that we can achieve this? Like for Kylie and I in our marriage, we use our values as categories, as ways in which um, we participate in our greater vision. And then we go a step below in terms of vision casting and think about what are milestones that we can accomplish? What are some big moments that we can work towards, some huge projects that we can achieve? And then that helps us to say like, okay, what can I do today to take one tiny step toward that milestone? So when we talk about nesting theirs, we talk about it top to bottom in terms of vision, but then we talk about it from bottom to top in terms of implementation. And since Joey is a big vision guy, he got to do the vision portion. And since (laughs) I am a huge active implementation girl, I get to do the implementation portion. So if we look at it this way, our transcendent there is this mountain that we're trying to reach. And in order to climb the mountain, we've got to uh, get over the next ridge that's in front of us. And in order to get over the next ridge that's in front of us, we've got to climb over the giant boulder that is directly in front of us. And in order to do that, we've got to walk through the stones, the pebbles that are right underneath of our feet. And so... If you think about it that way, your there is the mountain, your strategic there is the hills, your milestones are the rocks or boulders that are in front of you, and then your goals are the pebbles, the daily, weekly, monthly things that you do. And so in regards to implementation, we want to focus on our goals because what they do as we um, set daily, weekly, and monthly goals for ourselves is they move us down the path to actually completing milestones. So every day I am taking a step forward that is getting me towards that boulder and then hoisting me up on top of it until I can accomplish that thing and check it off my list. Um, 
And these milestones are these major checkpoints, these big things along the way that help to boost motivation because they help to show that we're making progress and show that we're on the right track to accomplishing our strategic there. By accomplishing these milestones, what we're actually doing is we're saying, okay, we're making huge progress on the work that we're doing every single day, so much so that we're actually seeing that this end goal that we have, this um, goal of joy or this goal of even producing a podcast would be a strategic there towards something. Um, we're accomplishing this and it's helping us to live out our transcendent there effectively. Um, so I have a really like quick example of this. Um, we work with the Yellow Balloons brand, and the tra- transcendent there of the Yellow Balloons brand is discovering a true perspective. And essentially, our strategic there for doing that has been to um, write daily devotionals that help to communicate what a true perspective looks like, what it looks like to discover that. And we've also produced a podcast um, that helps us. And so these are two different categories that move us towards our transcendent there. Um, milestones along the way is every three months we release a new series of uh, podcasts. And every three months we accomplish a milestone, a major checkpoint that we get to celebrate and say like, wow, we're actually getting content out there and we're showing people what it looks like to discover a true perspective. Um, and every day, we, in order to accomplish that three-month process of getting a series produced, we have to do daily, weekly, and monthly tasks. We have to record summaries. We've got to edit transcripts. We've got to edit episodes. We've got to do all of these different daily, weekly, and monthly things in order to help us accomplish those milestones. So that's what vision casting and vision implementation look like in the nesting there process. So what's the reason we're talking about this is because you're transcendent there, your purpose in life, as Kylie, this great a great illustration, it's a mountain. And there are a lot of different ways up the mountain. There's a lot of different ridges. Uh, there's a lot of different strategies, a lot of different categories, a lot of different ways that you can get yourself up this mountain. And sometimes, especially in an organization, you can spread out and uh, attack the mountain on multiple fronts and multiple strategies. Um, and so it can be confusing, but it can also give us a, a sense of clarity to to name that and say, here are our categories, here are our strategies, here's the way that we're going to do this. And so if this is a ridge, what's the boulder? If this is the boulder, what's the goal? So the reason we're talking about this is to help give us a framework for how to start, how to create good goals, and how to begin marching ourselves up the mountain. So we often talk about how if you're setting vision, it's important to do it from the peak of the mountain down so that you're always kind of driven by the next level of vision. But day to day, practically, we're living from the bottom up. We've got to figure out what does it mean to start today? What does it mean to take the very first step, the smallest of the steps? And so keep all of this in mind as we're talking about how to create good goals, because as we mentioned early on, they will help you to overcome some of the obstacles that prevent us from following through on our goals. 
So when we set our goals, we want to create SMART goals. And as I'm sure many of you have heard this term before, we're just going to go really quickly through what a SMART goal is. Um, So SMART is an acronym, and the S stands for specific. We want to make sure that our goals are specific, um, that we are being intentional about really defining what we are doing and why we're doing it. We want our goals to be measurable. And so we want to be able to measure progress of our goals to ensure that we're actually making progress, that we're moving along the path, and that we're moving along the path accurately in the direction we really want to go. Um, We want our goals to be achievable. Um, We don't want them to be too big that we feel overwhelmed or as if we can't actually get there. So we want them to be bite-sized things, things that we can actionably do every single day to accomplish this goal over time. Uh, We want our goals to be results-driven. So we we want to see that there is fruit from our labor. Um, We want to be able to look at what we've done and say, wow, I've done this, and because of this, this is what is happening. We are getting results. Our numbers are going up. I can look at my analytics and say, wow, we have more people coming to our site or listening to our podcast. Uh, And then the last thing that we want our goals to be is we want them to be time-bound. So what we don't want to do is say, I'm going to set a goal that we're going to release a podcast, but not have an end date attached to that. Because I could be sitting here for six years working towards this thing without having the tension of time to really help to guide and direct my steps and my um, my timing within the project. And so when we make them time bound, what we do is we create this tension that allows us to stop at the end and say, okay, Did I accomplish this? Did I not accomplish this? What did I learn from this? And is this helping me to move towards my there? Which is a process that we call plan, act, learn, and adjust. So goal setting is actually the planning portion of this, right? We're sitting down, we're deciding what our vision is, what our strategy is, what our milestones are, and then what our daily, monthly, and weekly tasks are going to be in help in order to help us accomplish them. Then we're actually going to act. Um, we're going to live that out and accomplish the Uh, the plan that we've put in place. And once we have acted that out, or even along the path, as we're moving along, we need to constantly be reorienting and looking at where we are to ensure that it is keeping us um, on the path that we want to go. Because sometimes our goals can take us off the path and we can stray elsewhere and not accomplish what we're actually trying to accomplish. Uh, And then the last thing we do is We learn from what we've done and we adjust. And so we might say we're not going to do anything different right now. We're on track and this is great. But we might also step back and say, this isn't actually working for us. And because I have taken the time to measure small and measure often, um, I'm able to adjust my goals so that I get a better result next time. So I think what we want to do next is kind of give you a couple of examples of how this looks in our lives. Um, We probably mentioned this too much, but Kylie and I are very different. And so uh, the way that we approach goals is different. And so part of this is kind of a self-assessment of what works for you. 
So for me, I prefer to set weekly goals. I, I like to keep my goal setting pretty small, sometimes day by day, because I get overwhelmed with long, consistent goals that are the same every week. My brain is just like loves newness and loves kind of the quick start of of beginning a new project. And so even if it's the same project, but I kind of convince myself it's it's new, uh, I've got to measure pretty small in order to keep myself interested and motivated. So knowing that about myself helps me as I as I kind of dive into what does it look like. I'm not naturally a goal setting um, type of guy. The way our culture talks about it in terms of being organized and detailed, that is not me at all. It, we had a coworker on a Zoom call yesterday say the devil is in the details. And I threw up my hands and was like, well, that's why I I ignore the details all the time, (laughs) trying to avoid the devil. Um, But it's so it's helpful for me to know that about myself. But that's obviously no excuse for not setting and pursuing goals. This is the only way that we're going to achieve vision. So for me, I'll give you the example of uh, learning another language. This is something that I've been working on for a couple of years. So let's say I begin there with learn another language. The first problem is that that's not a specific goal. It's too general. It's too out there. It's actually not probably not a goal. It's probably more like a strategy. I want to learn another language because my transcendent there is holy words. And another language just besides feeling fun helps me to communicate in a more diverse, more effective type of way. So to make my goal specific, I've got to change it um, to something that's more bite-sized. So I might say um, that my goal is to learn Spanish, which is probably, again, like a milestone. So maybe my goal is I want to complete an hour-long Spanish session this week. It's very specific. It's It nests under all of my other visions but it's small it's bite sized and it gives me it's it's very like clear and concise um that also is a it makes it more measurable at the end of a of a week i can say did i did i spend an hour doing this did i complete the lesson or not it's a yes or no pass fail situation is it achievable? I'm busy and I got a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of different strategies, a lot of different paths up the mountain, but it's absolutely possible for me to put aside an hour uh, during the week to try out this goal. Is it results-oriented? Uh, again, not only in terms of achievable, but as Kylie mentioned, but results-oriented is also about, is this in alignment with my vision? And we've already talked about how it is. Is it time sensitive? Yes. If I say I'm going to do this in a week, it helps give an expiration date. Because one of the things you can imagine is we do this with losing weight. We do this with learning languages, with all kinds of of goals that we set. If we don't put a timestamp on it, then we can always kind of claim that we're doing it, that we're in the process of it without actually having to hold our feet to the fire. So if my goal is I'm going to complete an hour-long Spanish lesson this week, it gives me that natural break uh, to learn, uh, to reevaluate, and to say, not only did I accomplish this goal, but is this really a good strategy? Is this worth the effort that I'm putting into it? Are there other places where I can better be pursuing um, my transcendent vision? 
And so giving it an expiration date helps force you into evaluating that and gives you the time to say, okay, I've got to set maybe a similar goal for next week, or maybe I, I set something different or something more ambitious if, if I if I want to focus on learning a language more. But for me, I just sit down at the beginning of every day, I sit down at the beginning of every week, and I write down uh, a handful of, of these types of goals. And one of the reasons this has been so powerful for me is that it helps me with the kind of tyranny of the urgent because every day there are tons of emails, there are tons of things that pop up, there are tons of of uh, things that are happening that are just happening in the moment. And if I'm not careful, my entire to-do list becomes addressing whatever's the squeakiest wheel, whatever fire is happening throughout the day. And I can go weeks or months or years without really taking any intentional steps towards my vision. So these goals are at the top of my to-do list. It's not like I get to these things if I have extra time. I put these things up there, and I even reframe the things I quote-unquote have to do uh, under this kind of language of goal setting and how do they nest and fit in to the vision that I've adopted for my life. A fun little thing that has come from Joey's Spanish lessons is uh, we live in New York City, and we hear people on the subway and on the street all the time uh, talking, and sometimes... I will hear somebody speaking Spanish and I immediately lean over to Joey and I'm like, what are they saying? Tell me what they're saying. And he's been learning Spanish for the last couple of years, but he's doing it slowly on Duolingo through his phone uh, as opposed to like full immersion. So he sits there and he's like, I don't I don't know what they're saying. I like maybe pulled out three words of like the entire paragraph that those people just said. If somebody on the subway platform comes and asks us if we speak Spanish, they're, you know, asking for directions or or something like that. She'll just throw me right under the bus. She's like, Joey speaks Spanish. Absolutely. Ask him. And I'm like, I, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still marching towards that milestone of being able to effectively talk to people. One of the things that I think is so key and absolutely essential about everything that we've talked about this entire season is that when we're talking about you as an individual and you as a participant in an organization or a relationship or a community, there is not only a way in which our theirs are nesting within ourselves or within our, our organizations or our projects, but our theirs are nesting in terms of connecting everything that we're doing. So what I mean is my transcendent vision for my personal life is holy words. And our vision at the crossroad is redefining effective leadership. So we have a strategy for the crossroad to write a book to help aid people in redefining effective leadership. That also is a strategy for experiencing my personal sense of purpose. Holy words is my personal sense of purpose. And so writing a book is a strategy that aligns my personal life and my work life. That's the key to me living well, and that's also the key for us as leaders to empowering and equipping others. It's not telling them you have to write this book because we're trying to redefine effective leadership and it's required and there's an obligation. It's saying we are trying to redefine effective leadership. What are your personal visions? How can what you're passionate about, what you feel as though you're created to do, help to serve that vision? What are some ways in which your personal vision and our corporate vision can come in alignment together? 
that is the real key to transforming our interaction with one another and our effectiveness within relationships, within organizations, and within society at large. So um, in our next episode, which is going to be the very last episode of this season, we're going to tie everything together with the most important part, um, the necessary key ingredient in order for us to accomplish all of this, which is communication. So tune in next week. You won't want to miss it. We're going to be doing a lot of talking about communication and listening and how we can serve one another through communicating with clarity. Uh, See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Crossroad Podcast. The world is out there waiting for you to become the best leader you can possibly be. We hope our conversations have helped. For more, please visit our website, thecrossroad.net.